the Lord. Thank you all. Uh, I just got a text from Joe Beth and said they were watching live stream. So uh, thank you, brother, for getting that done. That's such a blessing to be able to have that. Uh, let's see, am I on here? Yeah, I am. I'm on here. So hello, Joe Beth. Hello, Brooke. So um, all right, look at First John. I'm looking at First John. As first, okay, thank you. Um, first John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. I really do want to thank you all for coming out in the cold. Uh, people have asked me, does this 17-degree uh, weather make me miss Indiana? <laughs> no. Um, uh, no, I, I love Memphis weather normally, although I hear it's going to go down pretty low tonight, maybe tomorrow, and uh, people that asked, you know, some of them that came and visited asked me, is this kind of normal weather for, for Memphis? And I said, well, Memphis don't, doesn't have a normal. Uh, you know, I, you, you just can go from one extreme to the other. But uh, uh, it's not something that you, you see a whole lot uh, going below freezing, much less getting down into single digits. But uh, we're looking at First John chapter 2. Look at verse 1. That's where we're going to begin. First John chapter 2, verse 1. It says, My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours uh, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Um, and just to let you know that <clears throat> that has a little bit of reputation of Calvinism. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. And he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him, and he, uh, that, he that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Verse 7, it says, Brethren, I have I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye have heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in, the, in darkness even unto now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, I pray you bless this morning, Lord Jesus. I ask you please to guide my mind and my thoughts. Spirit of God, I yield myself to Thee. And Holy Spirit of God, I need Thee. I need Your anointing. For Lord, I, can't do no, I can do nothing without You. And Holy Spirit of God, I ask You to please to, to guard us, protect us, direct us. Keep Your arms about us. Lord, we yield ourselves to Thee right now. And ask you please work in this service in Jesus name. Amen. You know, we're 
on the eve of a new year, and I, I'll be honest with you, I've been sitting up here, and for the last few minutes, I, I've just kind of been wilting as uh, I've been feeling a little bit, uh, you know, sick. Thank you, family. Um, uh, and I've been feeling like what's hit me, and I'm thinking, Lord, maybe this is just the first time in about a week I've gone without sugar for an hour. Anybody like that? You've just kind of been eating constantly. Am I only anybody else celebrate Christmas around here? I I don't even eat a whole lot of sweets, but but I I received a few pecan pies, and uh, and they are just like incredible, but they are also pure sugar, and so uh, uh, but it's been been great, but. But uh, we're on the eve of a new year, a new beginning, and that's, that's always kind of an amazing thing to me, the, the New Year's. It's, uh, it's kind of evolved into being a day about football, but it's really, it, it's really, really not that at all. Uh, you know, God is so wonderful that he created light to have a series of new beginnings. You know, it, it really is. I mean, God planned this whole thing, and God created it all, and and he knew before time began that we would divide everything into years. And at one time, you know, it was more like 360 days, uh, not 365. But it doesn't matter. The fact is, is that there is a new beginning of the year. You know, it, if the, it, these beginnings God created, if the day was bad, then we could always look and say, okay, if I can just get to the night, go to bed, this day's over. And you know that's that's and you have a new beginning because the day ended and it's over. Uh, you know the the people that have been struggling with with sickness. You know it, it may be a week or two or three or four, but you know after it's over, there's a new beginning. Usually, you wake up one morning and you just feel better. And you know if the night is unpleasant, it ends and there's a start of a new day. You know you may have just a horrible night, but you'll just look for the you know. Then morning, and, and okay, look, today's a new day. That's a brand new, new beginning God had. But we, ha- you know, we, have, we have birthdays. We have birthdays that, that uh, each year, I- individually, we have a time and a day where we could just, and some celebrate them and some don't. You know, growing up, we really didn't celebrate birthdays a whole lot. Uh, and, you know, after I got married, I found out that they were something that needed to be celebrated. And, uh, and so we've, we have celebrations of birthdays. And, and, you know, each year we have a new year to begin where we say, you know, okay, I'm, I'm this age, but, you know, today I'm, I'm a year older. Uh, but but I, it's also an opportunity to start a new year of life. What we have today is a an old year of creation is ending and a new year is about to begin. And it's a wonderful thing that we can learn from the past but not have to live in the past. Do you know this past year we can look back and say, you know, I've learned some things and some things I, 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 I want to do and some things I don't want to do. And it's a wonderful thing that we can look back at 2017 and say, I, I'm glad I can learn from 2017, but I'm glad I don't have to live there. You know, the, the truth is, is, is that it's a good thing to, to learn and to grow and to learn from the past, but always understand we don't have to go into the past and we don't have to live in the past. The truth is you can't live in the past. You've got to live for the future. Now, it's a wonderful thing that we can start anew. Uh, you know, make, no, make those New Year's resolutions. Anybody making one? Wow, like three people. Okay, more. Okay, come on now. Raise your hand if you're making a New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution is to never make a New Year's resolution. But uh, 
the uh, the New Year's resolution. I can you know we probably had six, eight, ten hands up, and probably I can guarantee you that nine out of the ten it was about no. Anyway, uh, it's about what we eat and what we don't eat. Uh, and I'm going to help you with that New Year's resolution. We're not going to have our, our, our corporate fast starting January the, the 1st because I'm going to go to Ghana on the 11th. And, uh, and I don't know that that's a great time for me to go over there and, and be fasting. And so, uh, but I'm going to, from uh, January 22nd until uh, February the 7th. Uh, we're going to fast this. I think I've got to figure it out. It'll be about a 15-day fast. And so uh, uh, we're going to do that as a corporate fast as a church. Uh, we'll start January 22nd, 23rd. I haven't you know, uh, nailed it down, but, but uh, something like that. But, you know, we make, we make resolutions, and it's, you know, it's about I'm not going to eat this. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. That's what our New Year's resolution used. Or I'm going to exercise. You know, every day I'm going to get up and exercise. Uh, and you'll find that 92% of our uh, New Year's resolutions make it for the first month. And so, uh, and that's about it. And then they end there. But uh, here's one, a great news. Bill called his parents to wish them a happy new year, and his dad answered the phone. He said, well, dad, what's your news resolution? And Bill, uh, Bill asked his dad, and so he said, his dad said, to make your mother as happy as I can all year. And so he got his mom on the phone and said, mom, what's your news resolution? And his mom said, to see that your dad keeps his. <laughs> Amen. And so that's my New Year's resolution and Joe Best's New Year's resolution. See, uh, uh, but here I wrote down this little thing. It's not a poem. It's just some thoughts. And I just call it, I am the new year. You know, I am the new year. I, ha- I have no hold on your past and only possibilities for your future. I am the new year. I am, a new, I am new pages in the book of your life. Did you know that every page of 2018 is blank? Pages that have been written upon, pages that long to, that have not been written upon, pages that long to have your dreams and visions written upon them. I am the new year. I am a new opportunity for new relationships. I'm a new opportunity for old relationships. Relationships with God, relationships with family, and relationship with mankind as a whole. I am the possibility of the fulfillment of your desires for God. I am the new year. I am your chance to know God like you've never known him, but always desired to. You know, that really is, and where I'm headed today, that's going to be our New Year's resolution. And this is not a New Year's resolution, but today, on the eve of New Year, we'll probably get out early. Thank you. I get one amen. And I don't get any more amens because nobody else believes me. I know you're out there going, right. Okay. In our passage, though, we saw in this John, uh, John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, a passage we saw some pu- a puzzling couple of verses. And I want you to look back at them now at verse 7. Look back at verse 7. Uh, and we're going to look at verses 7 and 8. And it, it's a seeming contradiction uh, in here. It says, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you had from the beginning. The old commandment which is... The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment. Notice that. I write no new commandment unto you. But verse 8, again, a new commandment I write unto you, 
which thing is true in him and in you because the darkness has passed and the true light now shineth. What he seems to write here, it, it almost appears to be a contradiction. But it's, here's what I want you to understand. And, and it's nothing more than most of our New Year's resolutions. By that I mean this. Most of our New, Year, New Year's resolutions, and the reason more of us don't make them is because most of our New Year's resolutions are simply old resolutions made anew. We made the same resolution two years ago or three years ago or ten years ago. They're New Year's resolutions that are old, but they've been made anew. In verses 3 through 6, John was com combating the new philosophy, that, and, and I say the new philosophy, but it, it, it goes all the way back to this time period where John was battling the philosophy that people saved by grace had no obligation to keep the law. That's exactly what he was battling at that time. The same thing we battle today. Salvation was certainly completely by grace, but, but the Christian was commanded to keep the laws of Christ if he truly loved Christ. You see, look at verse 3. Uh, it says, Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He's saying, God's saying, look, and when, it's, when he talks about knowing him, it's, it's two levels of knowing him. Yes, it's talking about salvation, but a lot of people who are saved don't really know him. And he's talking about having a relationship with him and really truly growing to know God. And he says, hereby do we know him. He said, look, here's how you know if you are on the journey of knowing him, are you keeping his commandments? He's, he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, says the liar and the truth is not in him. He that says, you know, I have a desire to know God, but you don't want to keep his commandments. God says you're lying. You don't really desire to, God, to know God if you don't have a desire to keep his commandments. There's no desire there. And so, he, he, look at verse 5, it says, But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected and that's give us our evidence of what uh, what God's really saying here it's not talking about are you saved or not it's talking about a saved person desiring to know God a saved person perfecting his relationship with God hereby know we that we are in him and, and God's saying look if you struggle with your security or your you know, being secure in your salvation, here's what he say, he's telling you here's one of the reasons. Here's one of the reasons why people doubt their salvation. It's because they live in sin. And he said, but when you have a relationship that's seeking him, when you have a relationship to know him, when you have a desire to know God, God says, wait a minute, you know what you can be assured of? He says, you gain assurance that you're in him. Now, he that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk, so to walk even as he walked. And God's saying, look, you need to desire to know him, and in knowing him, desire to know his word, and in knowing his word, be willing and desiring to follow him as he walked and as he lived. So John was saying, I'm not writing a new law to you, for he knew that many were coming up. And, and look, 
what's happening here is the same thing that's happening today. People were coming up with new truth. They were finding new things in there. The old way, they were saying, look, we've, got, oh, we've seen what nobody's ever seen before. And I want to tell them, yes, they did. John was dealing with exactly what you're talking about right now. It's nothing new out there. There's nothing new under the sun. I think the Bible speaks about that. So John was saying, I'm not writing a new law to you, for he knew that many were coming up with this new truth. He's actually kind of playing with their own words is what he's doing in this. They were distorting the truth and calling it new truth. John said, there is no new truth, for the truth he writes is the same that Moses wrote. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse, well, don't, don't turn to it, that's all right. It's taking too long. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 3 says this, Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers has promised, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. God's, God says all the way back, he told Moses, he says, to love, Moses said to love the Lord thy God. In Leviticus and in Deuteronomy, it tells us to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, body, and strength. And that's another thing that comes up is, is today. It's like, no, Jesus came in and said just to love the Lord and to love uh, 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 the uh, others. Yes, it's exactly what Jesus said. We're about to read it. But, but at, that was not new. That was not a new law. That was not a new command. Now, but since he was dealing with those who said the old truth was no more, he said, I write unto you a new truth. You say, well, how's it a new truth if it's an old truth? You see, the new truth is the old truth that has been renewed by Jesus. For Jesus said in Matthew 22, verse 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. The same thing that was taught by Moses. We have a new year for a new, year, for a new resolution. But the new resolution is not new. It's as old as the word of God itself. The resolution that we need to make is what we're going to deal with this morning. May we at Calvary seek to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, body, and strength. That's the one important resolution that we should make for 2018. To love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, body, and strength. That means to really love him. Now, now what does that mean? We may, it means to seek to know him. And we may seek in 2018 to love each other. You see, if we seek to know God and we seek to know his commandments, and Jesus has made it clear that we're to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, body, and strength, then we, and then he says and we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. That means we're to love each other. Uh, it, it, at that point, we got to understand that for 2018, our lo that love means, needs to be a love of action. It needs to be not just words. It needs to be a love of compassion. It needs to be a love of sacrifice. It needs to be a love of patience. It needs to be a love of forgiveness. You know what would start out 2018 wonderful? If we made a resolution to enter into 2018 and have no offense, no, uh, no bitterness, no anger toward anybody. 
That would be, look, this would be life-changing everybody in this room if we determine to go into 2018 and we enter into 2018. Here's my resolution. I'm not going to be upset with anybody. I'm not going to be angry at anybody. I'm not going to want to have vengeance toward anybody. I'm going to forgive everybody. That's real love. Now, I think most of us are kind of like the Peanuts cartoon strip, though. Or like Linus. In one of those cartoon strips, Linus says, I love mankind. It's people I can't stand. I used to say forever, you know, when I, when I was early in the ministry, I'd tell my wife, why would God call me into the ministry? I don't even like people. And I would say, I love it. I love every part of the ministry. It's just dealing with people that just, just, wow, there's a fool of me. I used to watch old Jimmy McCullough, and he would, he would go to every, everybody, I mean, every hospital he would go. He'd sit for an hour and a half. Come on, Robert, go with me. And, and I was like, Jimmy, you talk too much too long. Because he goes sit with everybody. He'd sit on the porch swing, and he would just swing with them and talk to them and drink tea. And I'm like, hey, man, we've been here five minutes. Hello? Goodbye. All right. And that's just how, you know, I thought I could never do this. Now, God has taught me some things. I'm still not like Jimmy. Praise God. All right. You won't hear about this, will you? No, but, you know, so much of the time we really are. We're, we're just, we're like, we're like uh, Linus. You just, oh, I love everybody. Oh, I hate them. We're fine with, it, you know, the whole universe, you know. I love everyone until it comes down to a specific individual. And then we start to struggle. We must truly love, but there is... Here's what I want to explain, though. And this is where it gets, get, it's really getting out of whack today. We're to love God, which I believe means we need to be seeking God. And that should be a great resolution for us today. Amen, somebody? That ought to be our desire. 2018, anybody here you would love to be closer to God in 2018 than you were 2017? That's my resolution. I want to know God better. I want to walk with God more. I want to sense His presence in a greater way. I want Him to direct me and lead me. Listen, every week of my life, folks, I ask God not to... I don't... I don't have some pattern or sermon or some file of sermons that I go to. I don't do that. I ask God to direct my heart and mind every week for what people need in Calvary Baptist Church this week. But I want God to be clear. I want to know him so well that he doesn't wait late in the week before he tells me. Y'all don't understand that, do you? gets rough when he starts waiting to Friday and Saturday. And I'm like, Lord, you still ain't directing me. But listen to me. This, here's where we err. We know we need to love God. 
We know we need to get closer to him. I doubt anybody in here feels like I am there. I've arrived. If you feel that way, I'm going to just tell you, you haven't. Don't want to hurt your feelings, but you ain't even close. But here's where we err. It's our love for each other. Because here's what's happening. We have confused biblical love with cultural love. This generation wants everything to be culturally relevant. But in this generation, as in every generation, we need to be biblically relevant. We must define love biblically, not culturally. Culturally, if you mention the word uh, love, people think of being nice to everyone all the time. That's love. Accepting everything and every, everybody all the time. That means that you're okay with everything all the time. Then you're love, love, love. What the world needs now. Y'all want me to do the rest of it? <laughs> uh, yes, he can. <laughs> they picture, see, the world today pictures a loving person as always being nice and sweet towards everyone. Listening, he never confronts sin or error. He never gets angry about evil or says anything that might upset anybody. But if we take a look at the Gospels, you'll see that by this cultural definition that we live by today, Jesus was unloving. You say, why would you say that? Uh, well, because he said to the scribes and the Pharisees, Woe to, unto you, scribes and Pharisees, ye hypocrites. That's not very loving. He loved Peter enough when he said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Now, that's pretty rough. Now, either Peter was looking behind his back trying to find Satan, or he thought he was being talked to himself. He loved the multitude when he said, you're unbelieving a perverse generation. He said, how did he love them when, he, when he's saying these negative things to him? He was teaching them truth. Now, listen, this is going to be the, the whole message if you get this, but we must teach the truth, or we can never truly love. I want you to think on this. Think on this, please, on this statement, if you get nothing else. If loving Jesus means keeping his commandments, isn't it loving others to teach them his commandments? Listen, if they don't know his commandments... How can they love him? So at some point, you've got to look at somebody and say, I love you, and this is why I'm telling you the direction you're going is hurting you. If you won't do that, then you don't love them. To allow others to continue in disobedience is not love. Now, now, here's where we have to be careful. 
we, 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 we may disagree with someone, but we don't have to do it disagreeably. We don't have to uh, uh, confront people in a confrontational sort of way. We simply say, I love you, but here, watch this now. Here's where we're airing. We say, hey, I love you, but listen, you're wrong. No, here's what we have to do. We have to say, I love you, but let's look at what God says about that. So many people are so swayed by things that are going to be destructive and carry them away when in reality they just need to be taught. And you say, but what if they don't receive it? Listen, that's where you show them patience. That's where you demonstrate love. That's where you say, I'm not going to be upset at you because you will not receive it. But you're still wrong if you do not teach it. To allow others to continue in disobedience. Now, I don't mean to force them to conform, but to allow them to head down a road that's going to destroy them That is not love. So you say to them, let's take a look at what God says. Let's look into the word of God. Let God do the convicting. Let the word of God be quick and powerful and sharper than any two-averaged sword. And stop all of our opinion and stop all of our, our comments that come strictly from our heart and our emotions. No, let's stay under control. That's love. Let's stay loving and let's, let's demonstrate love by saying, let's look at the word of God. If there's any, anyone that we struggle to love, to forgive, we need to make a new resolution. And that is an old resolution that we will not continue in 2018 in that same spirit. And that's why I'm saying this today. Listen, uh, it's not loving God when we reject his commandment to love and forgive each other. We need to make a resolution to love the Lord. And to love the Lord, we must seek the Lord. To love the Lord is to obey the Lord and obey his word. A resolution to love all people is to apply 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. If you want to memorize some verses, these are great ones. If you really want to love people, here's how you do it. 2 Timothy chapter 2, it says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Notice that, be strong in the grace that is in Christ. Why do you need so much grace? Why? Because you're about to do something God's commanding you to do to demonstrate true love. And he says this, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Now, why do you need so much grace? Because as you try to teach other men, some are going to reject it. And you got to have grace to love them. To love those that receive the teaching and to love those that reject the teaching. That's God's command and that's our resolution. My resolution is to teach. My resolution is to love people enough to say, if you're willing, let's take a look at the Word of God. My resolution, watch this folks, please. And, I, and I'm almost done, but, but just... 
we get in arguments, most of our arguments only come. Now, only by pride cometh contention. But let me tell you what really is an is additional little root down there of, the, of conflict is when we are unsure about what we believe. We believe it, but we're unsure why we believe it. And so the way we, we defend our belief is to yell louder. To scream louder, to get upset, and to get angry so that people will back away. That has not helped anybody. We need to know why we believe what we believe. And you say, well, I can't memorize the whole Bible. Okay, but be willing to go search to see that it is so. To love those that receive the teaching, love those that reject the teaching. We need to make a resolution to preparation to love God and to love others. Preparing to love God and to love others. A resolution to preparation. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you, and notice what he, wait, conclusion, with meekness and fear. The problem that has hurt us for so long is that we don't present it, the answer, in meekness and fear. Meekness, now the fear is not of people. The meekness is toward each other. The fear is toward God. Because God has commanded us, this is the way we're supposed to present it. And when we violate his command and we stop loving people because we attack people, because we bash people, because we criticize people, because we get angry at people, because we get bitter at people, God says, you better fear me because that's not loving me and that's not loving each other. So our resolution this year to love God. And our resolution is to truly, biblically love each other. And it's not biblical love to watch people destroy their lives and stand back and say, oh, I'm not saying anything because I love you. No, if I love you, I've got to try to teach you what God says that will protect you. Father, I pray that you bless our services more. And Lord, I pray that this would be a great start to a new year as we would truly learn from your word, truly seek your presence, truly seek your power, Truly seek to know your word. And Lord, then, that we might love each other by trying to build each other in the word of God. Trying to help each other walk with God. True love. Lord, I pray that you please bless us this morning. Help us in 2018 to be more like thee. And Father, if there's anybody here today that has 
that bitterness, that animosity, that anger, hatred even toward anyone. I pray that we might begin 2018 free of that, that we might obey God, that we might demonstrate true love to God as we simply obey his command to love, forgive one another. Please bless our invitation. Let's all stand heads bowed and if Maybe you'd want to come today and make a resolution. A resolution to know God, to love God more than you have in, 28, in 2017. That, that in 2018 you'd know him better. You'd be, you'd be closer to him, that you'd seek him. Maybe you want to make a resolution that has you love God more, that you would seek to love others the way God wants us to love others. That you'd seek to be ready to give an answer. That every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that was in you. And that you'd do it with meekness and fear. She plays. If you'd like to use the altar, you can. We have a great opportunity for a new year. A new start. A new beginning. A beginning where we truly love each other. I'll look up every just a second. What I'm preaching to you, I, I'm, I'm trying my best to live. I've had, even this year, you know, I've had different people that have come to me and, and you know, maybe question me about a certain thing or a certain statement or something. And, you know, and the truth is, I want to be willing to learn to grow. And that means, you know what, I just means when, when something said, my first reaction, I want to be, and I've tried so hard to be, is just let me go back and look. Let me go study some more. Let me go look at the Word of God and see. And if I'm wrong, I'll tell you I'm wrong. And if I don't have the answer to something that you're puzzled about, I'll tell you, you know what? We're going to take some time to search this out because I don't want you to have my answer, my opinion where I've, you know, evolved into. I want, I want to know, do I believe this because God says it?
because all of us, it's like this. Um, the only way I knew to rear children when I first had my child was the way I was reared. Now, I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm saying that there might have been a few things were not exactly what God wanted, you know. But I had, to, I had to be willing to go and learn and realize just because this is all I know doesn't mean it's right. You know, just because it's the way I grew up doesn't mean, just because I turned out so wonderful doesn't mean it's the right way. So... Brother Allen's going to close us in prayer. Yeah, <laughs> better pray for me. Uh, don't forget your Christmas cards out on the table, and don't forget your offering envelopes out there. And if you have any offering envelopes that you didn't use this year, bring them back to us. We'll mark your name off and put them in the pews. We'll use them there. Let's pray. Lord, thank you now for uh, today. Lord, thank you for a preacher that uh, that. Uh, preaches the word. Lord, thank you for the grace and mercy that you show us uh, daily. Lord, thank you for uh, this great church that you've given us, Lord, and we ask you to go with us. Give us safety in Jesus' name. Amen.